0: Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Thank you for joining us for this half hour. Now, Let's Talk.
1: We welcome you to the program, listeners. Let's Talk on <laughs> WISR 680 AM 107.5 FM. Tyler Frio with you. As always, Let's Talk, our half hour where we sit down discuss A variety of topics with businesses, organizations, nonprofits here in the area. Today, it is a familiar guest back on the program. Mike Loro is here from Health Benefit Options joining us inside the studio. Mike, as always, great to have you here. Great to be here. Going to get into a lot of conversations surrounding Medicare. That's the topic of our conversation today. If you can not stick around for the full half hour, though, we always have you cover, covered at WISR680.com. That is the place to take care of that. And uh, you can go back and listen to previous editions of the program as well. Just go into our podcast page. Fine, let's talk find health benefit options and you'll see it there. We're also now on Spotify. You can just search for Let's Talk on WISR. So with that, we are here to talk about Medicare, Mike. And, you know, this is a conversation that we've had continually uh, with you because it's always pertinent to somebody in the moment because everybody is coming up on that age of 65 and we hear Medicare and, you know, some of us think it's a long way away. And then all of a sudden you flip the calendar and, You're a lot closer to Medicare than what you previously thought. So I want to get into a conversation about a timeline here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I think you just hit it on the head. Like, you know, it kind of creeps up on people. Um, You know, they turn 64 and all of a sudden the mail starts to come in and they want to know, like, it really hits them, you Mm -hmm. know, like, wow, I have to do this this year. And, you know, how do do you start this process? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I always tell people to take it in steps, you know. We try not to bite off more than we can chew on this. So the first step is to find a uh, a Medicare advisor like us to sit down with and let us explain how Medicare works.
1: I think that's a really good point because as we think about it, you know, it's not something that you've been familiar with for the most part at all in your life. This is a different animal. This is a different situation. So when you do turn 64, and you start to get those mailers and things like that, What are some of the big things that you'll want to walk through with clients whenever they come in and talk to you for that first time?
0: Yeah, and so really the first thing is to get what we call like a needs analysis. We have to find out, okay, you're turning 65. Do you have a spouse that is on your health insurance now? What do we do with her? Um, But really that first initial thing is more about talking about how Medicare is structured how it works. We discuss the initial options, um, and so on. That first appointment, I always like time frame wise, like to do it about nine months out. Okay. Yeah. So so this you you're not purchasing anything at that point. This is all like, you know, gathering information so that we can then better find the plan for you on the next appointment which would be closer to 3 to 4 months out. So whenever
1: you talk to clients who are coming in, you know, what are some of maybe the myths that they believe about Medicare? What are really some of the facts that they don't know that you say, "Look, this is something that is a yeah. reality this situation."
0: Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny because it's it's totally upside down from what you know, group insurances or individual health insurance, Um, you know, we we look at things as the more you pay, the better the plan, Mm -hmm. you know. And in Medicare, that's not necessarily true, you know. It's actually, they're fighting to have the zero premium plans could be just as good as a really expensive plan, you know, at $255 or, you know, so they just look at this like, I don't understand it. Everything we learned, you know, you pay out, And you're going to get, uh, uh, you know, more, a better return, return, right. And that necessary, you know, is not necessarily true. Hmm,
1: That's it's, you know, again, as somebody who just assume and maybe, is this an assumption that people make that it's all the same?
0: Well, people think, you know, you get what you pay for type of thing. It's, and, and of course we always are trained for that, right? Mm -hmm. We go through life and we say, well, I'd rather pay a little bit more to have something a little more, uh, you know, better in quality or whatever, but those expensive plans could be just because they have a, a, a really good formulary, in it. Mm-hmm. and you may not have an expensive medication, and you're paying all this money towards something that, you know, uh, you don't need. Why would it be, you know, why do you suggest for people to go through an advisor?
1: You know, why should people... Not try to navigate the Medicare landscape on their it's own. It's
0: just you know, number one is we don't charge. So it, you know, and it's important to work with somebody that's independent too, because if 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 an agent is pigeonholed or works for a carrier, they have to basically put them in one of the plans that they carry. So the first step is is an independent agent is very is is very important because. We don't have a dog in the fight. Okay. Mm -hmm. The second thing is that we're going to see things because this is what we do day in and day out that the average person won't see. And I think it's really hard when you get a new type of situation where you have to learn it to try to learn it in like three months, you know, it's, it's, it's extremely hard, even agents. And I've trained many agents, uh, through, through the years, it takes a good year of even working in the field to really understand the plans and understand it. So I highly suggest that anybody that is coming into Medicare, you know, to use somebody like myself or Connie, uh, for their needs of Medicare, because it just doesn't make sense. Number one, we don't charge. Okay. Because the carriers pay us to help. And number two, we really take all that stress away. That
1: seems to be a big thing. Because yeah. as you're trying to, you've, you know, it's a big time in a lot of individuals life and they're making this major transition into Medicare to kind of not kind of to have a reliable source to sit down and go with. And the, and the other thing we've talked about, too, in the past, Mike, is how important it is to go with a local individual because yes. it's just it's different here in Western PA than it is in Eastern PA.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. The plans are totally different. It goes county to county. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we could have a plan here in Butler County. And it's totally different than if you were in, say, Luzerne or something out yeah. out in, uh, you know, by Pittsburgh. So I mean, uh, Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. So. But you understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they definitely uh, are different throughout the country in each county. Um, And for somebody to understand every county in the country, it's impossible.
1: So I think another situation, again, our guest, Mike Laurel, Health Benefit Options. And maybe before we continue on, Mike, do you want to throw out your contact information and all those things Yeah,
0: Absolutely, we're we're located right here in downtown Butler on uh, West Main Street. It's 340 North uh, Main Street. And we also have a website and it's www.healthbenefitoptions.net. And you can contact us by calling 724-900, oops, that's my cell phone again. (laughs) I keep doing it, 724-705-0068.
1: Okay, great. Again, our guest, Mike Laurel, Health Benefit Options, 65, not guaranteed uh, that everybody's going to stop working. So right. there's a lot of individuals who still yes. like to be a part of the workforce.
0: And I think these are the most confused. Okay. 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 So you have a person that is working and most people, believe it or not, work until 66 and a half to get that higher social security. But they also confuse it with that they, you know, they they think because they're still working that they can't get Medicare because I'm not collecting social security. Well, social security is a pension basically, which is totally different than Medicare. So you could actually keep working and be on a Medicare plan. The only difference is you're going to get the money back in your paycheck that you were putting in for medical. Now it is very confusing for people that are still working because they just don't know like, okay, do I need Medicare? Do I not need Medicare? If I do, how do I sign up? Is there penalties? So this is the most probably the most common thing we get is people that are still working. Um, they want to continue to work, and uh, they want to know what do they do. And so we definitely step them through that process.
1: And it seems to be a situation where it is very individualized, that one person in their situation at 64 and a half is different than somebody else at 64 and a half, even though they're both working. It
0: is. It totally is. And even for somebody that's still working, you know, one person that's still working, um, maybe should stay on their group plan and another person. No, Yeah. so it's all a matter of how that plan that they're currently on is structured. Mm-hmm. And with group plans, they have a higher risk in, you know, when I say risk, I mean, in you know, be, if you go to the hospital, okay. You may run up a bigger bill on one plan than the other. And it, it depends on that group plan. Right? So the risk is going to be your deductible and your maximum out of pocket. So on a group plan, if that plan has a $1,000 or $1,500 deductible, you're gonna pay that before the plan starts to pay its portion. So that's called risk, right? So if it's a high deductible plan, And we know that some of these Medicare plans, most of them don't have deductibles in them. There's low risk in those plans. You go to the hospital, you have a copay, right? If in a, in a group plan, you go to the hospital, you'll pay that $1,500 first. And then you have a percentage called coinsurance that you pay until you hit maximum out out of pocket. Now on a serious situation. You will reach that maximum out of pocket fairly quick on a group plan on a serious situation, you won't hit maximum out of pocket on a uh, Medicare plan because there's no deductible and it's just copay. So the risk is usually higher, not on all cases on group policies than they are on. Medicare plans. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we would take that into an account and sit down with the person Some reasons not to leave a group plan could potentially be that they have a spouse that is maybe 62 and they're piggybacking on their insurance. That could be a valid reason, but not in all cases because the way that the Obamacare plans or the Affordable Affordable Care Act Act plans are set right now is that if your income drops down, you can get a tax credit and you may be surprised that, oh, oh my goodness, my spouse can get, get a plan for $150, which I'm actually saving money because remember you're not making income anymore, mm-hmm. right? So it could be in a, a situation where it makes sense to come on to Medicare and put your spouse onto an affordable care act plan. So everything is different. Everybody is different, right? Yeah. <laughs> so this is why try to do this alone and having everything at your fingertips to get these numbers mm-hmm. and this is what people want they want to know how much is it going to co- cost me if i come on to medicare and how much would it cost me if i stay mm-hmm. which is you know the the right decision to make and most people can't do that, and I don't expect them to be able to do that. It's 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 very difficult. Well, just
1: listening to the variables that you just tossed out right. right there, talking about how in certain situations it may make sense to bring your wife in if she's a little bit younger than you, in certain situations where it doesn't. Again, getting back to the point of that first meeting. Yes, you know, you're you're attacking me. About nine months prior to your 65th birthday. And that way yes. you can kind of get a good overall idea
0: of what yeah, this person it's, it's needs. It's more of an information gathering mm-hmm. uh, meeting really is what we're doing because, you know, they 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 are getting bombarded with information that's confusing them more because yeah. you're getting a lot of stuff that is useless actually. It's, mm-hmm. it's information that they don't really need to know or it's just solicitations. And so we take the, all of that you know, fog and clear it up right off the bat. So now when they leave, my goal is, do you understand Medicare? Do you understand that? Yeah. And, and usually they walk out saying, yes, I got it. And um, I got to tell you, people that come in, they're so thankful that they did. Mm-hmm. They're like, man, I, I, I don't know what we would do without, you know, having somebody like you. When uh,
1: individuals, you know, you said they don't have to pay which, you know, I'm sure some people are looking at that, go, you directly, you know, you don't charge for that consultation. So what, you know, people maybe just be wondering, all right, how will this work? What's that long-term relationship like with them? What's that commitment like? Like, what are they getting into when they, when they pick up the phone and call you?
0: Yeah, so the, the the reason why they have outside agents like us is because it's just too many people. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you're, if you are, you know, a UPMC or Highmark employee or whatever it is, you know, um, they can only have so many agents in, in the local area. And if you have 50, 60,000 seniors to work with, it's impossible to service them all. So they have external agents like us. So they pay us a commission to help those individuals. Mm-hmm. Okay. To help pick up the extra people that they just can't handle. And my job for that payment is to support that individual each and every year. So it's not just sign somebody up and then never you know, talk to them again. The object is just like if somebody had a financial planner, if they had some questions or if they had some concerns or even if they had some problems, you know, like it could be where a billing issue or something like that, you know, we're there, you know, we have an office in town where they can stop in or make a call and we can answer the questions and help them and support them throughout the year.
1: So when you sign up uh, for Medicare, you're, you're approaching in, you, you put a plan together Individuals are not connected to that plan long term, right? They have the possibility to go in and out.
0: No, and that's why they have the enrollment period. So you have the annual enrollment period from October 7th to December October 15th to December 7th. Okay. And um, at that time, you get to look at your plan in comparison to all the other plans that are available. Okay, so there's... And make a choice, yeah.
1: Things change on a yearly basis, obviously, as we get older, health concerns. Maybe your your health changes some way so people aren't locked in. It could
0: be somebody comes in and they want better dental or more dental. Uh could be somebody needs hearing aids, you know, we're going to, you know, farm out those plans that have the, the, you know, a really solid hearing aid benefit or, mm. you know, whatever the situation it's, it could be medication costs. There's many variables in that.
1: We're here with Mike Lauro. He is of Health Benefit Options, Main Street in Butler. Uh, what if you have a health savings account? What type of situation yeah, so are you doing? Yeah, so one it? of
0: the, one of those situations is like if somebody's on a group policy and, they want to stay on that group policy. Um, what Medicare wants you to do is sign up for part a, right? Okay. So part a, and and let's say you're not, uh, you, you decide to defer your part B. You don't need your part B um, because you have the group policy. That's going to cover it. B is the medical portion. A is the hospital portion. Okay. okay? So. With Part B, there's a premium associated. You, you waive that, you waive your Part B, but they want you to sign up for A. A would be good for an individual that does not have a health savings account because if you go into the hospital, A is gonna pick up a, uh, the basically the room and board at the hospital before your group insurance comes in, so you would save money, right? right. So that's good. The only problem is is once you sign up for Medicare, you can not have a self health savings account. So, a lot of people like those health savings accounts because it helps pay those co pays and things like that. So, in that individual would not sign up for part A at that point and they would just do a health, you know, keep their health savings account going. Okay. So there is some confusion with that, and those, those are things we can go over when they come in.
1: So, again, situations where there yeah, are some the many, rules. Yeah.
0: are just, you know, some, there's tons of them. And, yeah. you know, for people to, even, you know, if you're on a group plan and you plan on staying on a group plan, it's good to come in just to go through it because mm-hmm. there's going to be a day you're going to come on to Medicare anyway, but also to understand the rules.
1: Yeah, it's going to happen. At Absolutely. some point, you're going on Medicare. Yeah, yeah. It's just a matter of when. Right. Exactly. Are there any instances, because we always talk about, you know, those of us who turn 65, are there other instances where somebody may be younger uh, where they are eligible for Medicare? Yeah, you, yeah. What, what does that so, look like? So
0: disability, you oh, know, okay. you get a lot of people could be somebody who has uh, an issue like maybe his blindness or back issues. Mm-hmm. Um, they could be, you know, 55, they could be 35. You know, it just depends on the situation what, what how, how it works is you have to get full disability through your doctor. Um, they go and they rule, okay, that person is on full disability. Then they have to wait 24 months before they can sign up for, uh, well, they'll automatically, if they get full disability, they'll automatically be signed up for Medicare right away. Yeah. So a lot of times we get people that say, well, I just signed up for disability. When can I get my Medicare? And basically the answer is 24 months from the date that it was uh, issued. Okay. Yeah. And, and we have a lot of people. So what we find is a lot of people that with disability get the Medicare card and they don't realize that there are plans out there. That they can attach to that medicare card because they're under 65 and a lot of people don't solicit to people that are 35 40 years old right yeah, yeah. so they just think okay i got my medicare card i'm good and they don't realize and they get like a uh what they call a standalone prescription drug plan that's automatically given to them and they could have extra benefits um by you know maybe getting uh an advantage plan with that okay mm-hmm. or Maybe they qualify for Medicaid and we can get them a a plan that uh, qualifies for Medicare, Medicaid, which would give them oodles of benefits on top of it. (laughs) So there's a lot of people that are on disability that are not taking advantage of everything that's out there. And would you say, again, as
1: you know, for individuals who may be on disability or for individuals who just turned 65, you've been paying into Medicare your whole life there's a good opportunity to sit down and chat with you because there sounds like there's a lot of folks that leave stuff on the table when they it comes do. to taking full advantage of it
0: yeah i think there's like like 60 percent of the population i'm not sure on that number so don't quote me but no. you know are just on straight medicare and are not and especially just dis, dis, disability people you know okay. they they just don't make the move to meet with somebody like myself to say no we can get you on an advantage plan that will also go with your medicare um and you'll be surprised what how many people are out there that do that, and it's just because they didn't take the time to make the phone call, so, and, and, yeah. and set an appointment up.
1: That straight Medicare plan, you know, what does that look like? And you know, for maybe individuals who, if you could juxtapose it to say, okay, well, you you
0: you you have a twenty uh, you know, percent uh, cost on that. So everything, so there's no umbrella. Basically, you know, like okay. when you add a plan on, now you just have a copay. But if you're on straight Medicare, Medicare covers eighty percent, and twenty percent is not covered. So right. That's so why plan. why do that, right? When you can have a you know a zero premium plan that has the drug coverage in it, plus, you know, you're going to get the umbrella of a carrier on top of it with all the benefits that they have wow. come in it. And and you you see a lot of people just don't do it. Hmm. They just they just don't. Yeah. You want
1: to give that contact info so they do do it?
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, 724-705-0068. And we're located at 340 North Main Street in Butler.
1: Are there penalties if people don't sign up?
0: Yeah. So the rule is if you're in on a group plan, okay, and this is the most common way that you can get a penalty and you're on a group plan and you work for a small company like a plumber or electrician or something like that and they have under 20 employees Um, you have to sign up for medicare okay and a lot of times they just say well i have a group plan i don't need it but they don't realize that they need at least 20 employees that uh, are on that group plan Mm -hmm. Uh, the other thing is is if you don't sign up for prescription drug plan, let's say you're on straight Medicare. And I've seen this happen. This is a very common penalty and they, maybe they were on disability, right? And then they send them out that prescription drug plan card automatically. And they say, you have to pay this. Well, they don't want to pay it because like, I don't, I don't take any meds. I don't even need this drug policy. Mm-hmm. So they stop paying it. And the next thing you know, is they go, you know, uh, 60 days past, they start going without it, uh drug coverage. Well, every month that you go past that, uh, that threshold, you start having a penalty for not having uh, a, a coverage, mm. prescription drug coverage. So, and that's for the rest of your life on social security. So if you, if you get that penalty, it's going to be something that you're going to have to pay for for the rest of your life
1: well you mentioned prescription drug coverage that really seems like making sure if you can get the right plan for you when it comes to prescription drugs is there a significant amount of cost saving for individual if they get linked up to the right program on that
0: oh it's big difference if you're in one one plan uh, you may have a 505 and five dollar deductible in one and then another one you have zero and and Really? really it's the medications are uh, critical. Yeah. Um, so obviously, we're going to take each medication from each individual and put it through a system that, you know, kind of spits out the plan that's going to save them the most money.
1: So people can come in with these are all my medications, these are my prescriptions. You're saying, all right, let's put it in, plug it. There's a system that can plug, chug, yeah. and give you the best result for that.
0: Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It filters up the the plans that uh, will fit that individual.
1: Well, to me, that's just an exclamation point on cost savings.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, and, and medication cost is the biggest cost, you know, in my mind, in yeah. Medicare, you know, you see a lot of these medications on TV, and they work, you know, they, they actually do the job. And, and as they are still in patent, you know, you're going to have a big cost on those meds. So one company may cover it, and another company may not. And there's competitors. So like, I'll give you an example. You may have, I'm trying to think. Like if you're, if you're, if you're uh, diabetic, okay. so you may have something like Trujeo, Victoza, you know, and you may have, uh, Humalog, Novolog, right? <laughs> well, one company may cover Novolog, but they don't cover Humalog, but that person takes Humalog, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Novolog and Humalog are in a sense, the same drug. It's an insulin, right? Yeah. So you, right away. You're going to the pharmacy and you're paying almost full price for that Novolog, and all you had to do was speak to your doctor to say, "Can you change me over to Humalog because my carrier covers that?" Those are all the things that we would clear up when you're sitting with us. Uh, these
1: just—they're uh, like little. It always feels like these are little tools to the trade that a lot of people aren't catching on. You, it's How would you know?
0: know? You would not know, and yeah. there's no way to know. I mean, it could be as simple as, you know, somebody is on like 2JO or something, and I'm not knocking these. I'm just saying that These are the one company's yeah. covering it and then the other company did not get contracted for that drug. Right. So, so it could be where it's $20 with one company and it's $280 with another. Right. And, and you're in the other, yeah. what do you do right now? There's a few things. I mean, number one is if you really like the medication, you can maybe switch right into mm-hmm. the company that fits that medication. If you, if you are the type of person that says, you know, no, I like the company I'm in, maybe we could go and talk to the doctor to see if there's a competitor that that carrier is covering, mm-hmm. right? And it could be, well, let's move them from this drug over to this one that does the same thing because they all have competitors. Mm-hmm. So you may, you know, you may have a drug like Eloquist or Entresto or some of these medications where it's as simple as, as me saying, you know what? Go to your doctor and see if there's a different one in that category.
1: And, and again, talking about how important it is for people to connect with a local advisor in regards to this. How often are things changing in the Medicare landscape? I mean, every day, I,
0: <laughs> every day, every day. Um, it's like I always say, you know, I'll throw the bulls, uh the uh, dart at the bullseye, and I'll hit it this year, and in next year, it's two feet over. You yeah. know, the and and. It's just constantly evolving and changing, and every time they make laws, there's changes in it. Uh, it Depends on how much money the federal government's going to give these carriers to care for people. Uh, these plans are constantly changing each year. It's it's like they're gonna move things around. If they're gonna give more dental, maybe they take away from somewhere else. So for for the average person to keep up with that, it's 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 no way.
1: And that's why when you're working with somebody local, somebody who's yeah. right in your backyard, you can have those meetings every once in a while. And say hey, yeah, where we am I follow
0: at? these plans. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, each year as they come out, it's not like I'm doing uh, the whole United States where I have to follow every <laughs> plan, right? So, um, just following these 60 plans and really keeping an eye on what they're adding, what they're taking away. Um, sometimes it takes a little more time to, you know, as they perform throughout the year to really figure it out because you know, they could take a medication from a tier two and move it to a tier three just to save money to have more dental. Right. Yeah. This is like little things like that could, ha- could happen, but you know, what our job is, is to really helps facilitate and help these individuals get through this.
1: So we mentioned uh, earlier that nine-month time frame when yeah. individuals are approaching 65. Whenever it comes to open enrollment and people will need to get in touch with you, what's the timeline on that? We talked about the actual dates themselves, but do people need to do any pre-planning for that? Uh,
0: the earlier, the better. I mean, we really fill up um, in during the annual enrollment period fairly quick. So um, we like to start getting people on the calendar and you can go directly to our website and actually book an appointment in October, uh, at www.healthbenefitoptions.net. And as soon as you land on the landing page, you'll see, it'll say, you know, are you an existing customer or are you a, a new customer? If you're a new customer, you hit new customer, you pick Connie or myself and you schedule the time cause you'll, you'll be able to see our calendar and then you could just put it in. But I would say, you know, early September, mid-September, you know, maybe first week of October uh, to get on that calendar. Okay. Are
1: there situations where people are just able to roll over their plan and things work, you
0: know, pretty yeah, And and it's very common. You know, a lot of times if the plan is performing, you know, I'm not the type of person that likes to move people around if the plan is working, you know, and as long as, the, it still fits the individual and they say, Hey, I'm happy with it. You know, you know, sometimes the grass isn't greener on the other side. (laughs) It's okay. Um, you know, you don't, uh, and then there are other times where I'm like, no, we got to get you out. Mm -hmm. We got to move you, you know? Um, and and it could be a medication cost. It could be uh, something where you know maybe the the dentist decided not to take the plan anymore. Whatever the situation is, yes, then you know it just it's a situational thing.
1: So if you were to make as our time here is, is uh, coming to an end, if you know listeners could take one thing away from this conversation, what would you really tell
0: them? Don't do it yourself. It doesn't pay. It's just there's there's no reason for an individual to. Uh, try to do this alone. It just mm-hmm. doesn't make sense, you know. Um, it, it, we, you, there's no charge on our part, and uh, why do it? Mm-hmm.
1: What's the contact info? One more time, Mike. Sure. <laughs> we're seven
0: two four seven zero five zero zero six eight. We're located at 340 North Main Street over by Dunkin' Donuts and right adjacent to the YMCA. We're in this, and people come just to see the building. By it's the a way. really cool building. It really is. Yeah. I, it is an historic building. Um, and people like, we give tours. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's 340 North Main Street uh, right over by Dunkin Donuts and it's www.healthbenefitoptions.net. Well,
1: Mike, enjoy the nice weather. I know you've got a lot of landscape and we'll talk about that on the next program. Huh?
0: Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Enjoying it. Thank you.
1: If you missed any of our show again, as always, you can check it out online, WISR680.com. I'm Tyler Frill saying so long for now. You have been listening to Let's Talk.